Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time, so we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood award history. My name is Corey. My name is Jeff. Welcome to part two of this week's episode, <clears throat> in which we are ex- uh, we're going over what is a best actor of 1993. Best actor of Academy Awards oh. 1993. Yes, but before we get into that, Jeff, there's a there's a visitor. We have a special guest in the studio now. A little while back, uh, on our episode about um, supporting actress. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you don't see this, listeners, but Jeff is shaking shit off of his Not shirt. actual shit. It's a, it's just stuff off me. Some dust bunnies getting to him. Now we're all going to sneeze. Thank you very much. Um, but uh, yeah, a few episodes back, uh, I put out on Twitter, that's at Switch Envelope, for those of you, uh, a little bit of a contest that if you could guess the uh, mistakes, all of the mistakes that were in our uh, Best Supporting Actress uh, episode, that you could win a free t-shirt. Yeah, uh, not not a switch the envelope T-shirt. We haven't made those yet, but just like a T-shirt, you know. Uh, and there were a couple attempts, and somebody actually won. And uh, this fine gentleman messaged us that uh, you know all of the mistakes, and uh, you know we had to we had to make nice on on our uh, on our contest. And uh, so he he came to claim his T-shirt, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the Switch the Envelope Studios. David? That's correct. That's, David. That's it. Pleasure to meet you, David. <sighs> Pleasure to meet you guys. You are you are lucky that you were local enough that you could come pick up your, your gift and we didn't have to pay for shipping. Yes, David. It's pleasure to meet you for the very first time. We've never met before, We correct? have never met David for the ever, This is ever. like the interview that a magician gives to the plant in the, uh, in the audience. Like, yes, We have exactly. never met you before. Is that correct? <laughs> that is absolutely correct. <laughs> you guys definitely don't sound like your voices. No, we don't sound like our Wait voices? Wait a minute. You don't look like you sound. All right. Well, maybe I'm definitely stay, more attractive than I sound. Maybe stay quiet because uh, you know you're not so good on the mic. But <laughs> 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 but yeah. So uh, we we've given him uh, his T-shirt. There's your free T-shirt, David. Uh, go ahead and describe uh, what what this T-shirt is. Well, we've got Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh. Ice T and another <clears throat> actor. Is that in Cuba the movie? or Cuba? Well, Cuba. Like the country, I believe. Cuba? 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 Cuba. Cuba. Are you Cuba. saying it like a Cuban would say it? Like or like Cuba. Cuba. How would a Cuban Cuba. say it? Cuba. Cuba Gooding Jr. There we go. Yeah, Cuba. 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 Um, yeah, it, okay. So there's actors on this. So it's movie themed at least. Yeah, okay. it's Boys in the Hood. Oh, a Boys in the Hood t-shirt. Yeah, this is, this is going to be a daily shirt, I think. Yeah? Yeah. yeah is that one you're going to like uh, wear cut off jeans and wash your car with? Absolutely. Yeah. Fun, Whoa, that turned that was a weird turn. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I go into my inner monologue? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so back to the movies. Yeah. So, uh, congratulations. Uh, thank you for thank you for playing. I appreciate it. Uh, now stay silent. We're the professionals. No problem. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We he's uh, he's lucky enough to to be here. Uh, you know, when we're going through our, our metric. Um, have you seen any of the movies of 1992 that that uh, we might be talking about? Yeah, today? a couple of them. Okay. But. So well, well, uh, you can weigh in as you as you see fit. Uh, though your score is not going to count. So wow, keep that that, in mind. that's fucked up. That is so <laughs> fucked up. Do you want it to count, Jeff? Ah, uh, no. But, okay, so but I, I don't want to tell him it doesn't count. Ca- All right, it might count. <laughs> Only when it comes down to rock paper scissors. 
It's yeah. called Rochambeau. No, it's Rock, Paper, Scissors, Oscars because it's our show and we named it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, thanks for listening. <laughs> All right, let's get to the uh, let's get to uh, let's right. go over the nominees for the 1993 Best Actor category. Mm-hmm. So let's go through the nominations. Right. And the nominees are Al Pacino. S- oh, go. You want to start? No, that's cool, man. Got it. Go. All right, <laughs> David. <clears throat> I don't have that piece of paper. In front no, you of don't. Me. Al Pacino, <laughs> Incent of a Woman. Stephen Ray, Crying Game. Denzel Washington, Malcolm X. Uh, you said the one that I was going to oh, say. Sorry. Clint Eastwood for Unforgiven. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Robert Downey Jr. for Chaplin. And then our alternates that we picked last week that you probably haven't heard yet, David. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are talking about Daniel Day Lewis in Last of the Mohicans. Wesley Snipes in Passenger Fifty Seven. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. We talked about this, Jeff. White men can't jump. Sorry. He was okay. in a lot of movies. We okay, covered fine. That. We covered fine. that we'll in move, episode we'll one. We'll move on. We'll He's move in on. A lot of movies, but the one we chose. Fine, we'll move on. Man can jump. Dolph Lundgren in Universal Soldier. No, we talked about it. <laughs> no, we All chose right, Michael Douglas in Basic Instinct. Fine. Michael, Michael Douglas in Basic, Basic Instinct. Because he saw Sharon Stone snatch, and he should get an Oscar for that. Exactly. All right. <laughs> so. All right. Who do? Who? Oh no, we need to uh, tell the people. And, uh, and David here, how our metric works specifically for actors, because it's a little different from our regular metric. It is a little different. So for actors, we rate everybody on a five-finger system. The first finger is whether or not we think their performance was Oscar-worthy. Mm-hmm. The second finger is whether or not we think the movie would be different if there was a different actor playing that role. Third finger is if this movie is a representation of the actor's best work. The fourth, the fourth finger is if we be, is if the actor was believable in the role. The fifth finger represents whether or not we think this act we were invested in this actor's character. Wow, I almost got through that. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, yeah, and that so, represents the five fingers of our metric. Yeah. I think I think we should change fourth to forced finger. Forced finger. Yeah, the forced finger. <laughs> All right, so uh, you want to start? Be with you. You want to start with our um, Academy Award winner of this year, Al Pacino in Scent of a Woman. Hoorah! Hoorah! Yeah, it's the only takeaway from from Al Pacino's career from this point on. This is this is a moment where Al Pacino changed from being like really good actor with like a lot of depth and stuff, and then he just became this guy. <sighs> I can't. Hoo-ah! I cannot disagree with you more. All but right. okay. Just saying, there's not a lot in his career after this point where he's not this guy. You know, uh, actually, if you look into his early part of his career, he That's was what I'm the saying. he was the overacting guy for a lot of his movies. Was, if you ever go back and see, but like, he talked like this. No, he talked no. in his voice. He was. If up you go here back and look at Dog Day and Afternoon, then he hit Scent of a Woman. And, no, <laughs> no, go back and watch Dog Day Afternoon or any of those movies. He is like screaming through the, almost every one of his movies. Well, yeah. The only movie he didn't do that in was Godfather. Godfather, yeah, but... where he didn't do anything. <laughs> He played a really. Close. He goes zero to sixty in every movie he's ever been that's, in. That's true. He he is a very zero to sixty. Serpico, actor. he's yelling in the whole damn movie. <laughs> he is. But that that low gravelly like smoked forty packs of Marlboros before he went on set. That happens here. You know, like this is that moment in his career where he turns into this guy. You know. I mean, he may be smoking forty packs of Marlboros. It I, could I also know. be that this was the most. Um. um this is just defines him after this. It it does. He sort of becomes this as a caricature after this movie. Um, 
it, it might have been because it got him the Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Usually when people win an Oscar for something, that does define them. You know, it's a, a Julia little bit. Roberts hasn't done that much since Aaron Brockovich, so, you like, know. Like, hardly anything. Yeah, and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is totally Gilbert Gray. Oh, he didn't win for that, so I guess everything from here on out and, is, is going to be... And he has uh, done way him, better since Gilbert Gray. Him eating moose livers. That's all he's going to do in movies from here on out, because that's what got him the Oscar. <laughs> moose? Is it a moose? Like an elk? Moose knuckle? Moose. Mm, I don't think he ate a moose knuckle. That was different oh, movies. Okay. That's a few that other movies. Basketball Diaries with Something uh, like that, Mark yeah. Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. So starting with Al Pacino, uh, was his... Well, just before we go to that, David, oh, guy sorry. we've never met before, do yes. you think that... Uh, what do you think about this movie? Oh, yeah. Your opinion. Sorry. I forgot. Cool. So was it uh, Oscar worthy? <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> Is it? Was this performance Oscar worthy? I mean, he does say that wonderful line, "Tits, hooah!" You're the only person I've ever met who comes comes away from that movie that with, is, the, with the with that I, line. I laughed out loud when I was watching this movie because some of the lines are so terrible. No, 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 because it was so terrible. You know, he he's making some strong choices in this movie. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Uh, it didn't sit well with me. The whole movie and his performance was not great for me. Um, do I believe it's Oscar worthy? There are moments. I think, I think, but I th- as a whole, there's other people on this list that just blow him out of the water. I think there is the scene between him and Bradley Whitford, which is captivating. Oh, that's a good scene, yes. Where they are talking at the dinner table. I think that is a great scene. I think the dance scene, everybody watches that scene and has a the tango scene makes no magical sense. moment. I think they're that, good scenes. That's, that's a scene that could have been cut right out of the movie. You would have never missed it. It's about scent of a woman, man. Yeah, that know. would be like in Passenger Fifty Seven cutting the airplane scene out. He, the whole tits hoo ha scene is about him talking about like how much he loves the smell of women and like pussy and shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and like he's on this quest where he wants to get laid one last time, you know, before he commits suicide. Like, yeah, that's the dark undertone uh, of the movie. It is. Oh yeah, surprise. <laughs> Spoiler alert: He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but he almost does several times, and the almost. one person that stops him is Chris O'Donnell, which is why he sticks up for him in the end of the movie. Yeah, the the whole movie just it it's weak premise wise across. Everything the board. you just said is fantastic. I don't know how you can uh, argue against this movie. It just like I don't, I don't know, David, guy we've never met before. Mm-hmm. What do you think? <clears throat> what was it Oscar worthy? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Okay. So that's a no right. for Oscar worthy. So his point, his his view doesn't count. Well, it counts now. <laughs> Absolutely counts now. Okay. Let's go over a metric. Okay. So Oscar worthy performance by Al Pacino. Yes, I think it was an Oscar worthy performance. It's it's like half an Oscar worthy performance for me. You know, I I don't. Come on. You know, it, it was. Just, it's I okay. Fine. Then there's so point. many better things that Al Pacino has done. Wait, wait, wait. That's another point of this. I know, but that I'm just is saying, not this. Like, this is not. That is whether it was his best not, example. Example of his best work. That is not this one. This is not Oscar caliber that is for on Al Pacino. Its own, if you just saw this movie and didn't know anything else about him, would this be an Oscar worthy performance? No. Okay, it's half point. All right. Would the movie be different with a different actor? Okay. See, now I don't think anybody could bring the. What he, what he brought to this role because he's making such strong choices. So I wouldn't. I'm inclined to give him a point here. I guess um, that makes I, no sense that you would give him here and not. The well, yeah, one. because like for look the the character is the, the character is is fine. It's not great. It's not bad. So like 
he brings a lot to the character. As far as the performance as a whole, I don't believe he really hit because I think you're a full Oscar stride. I think you're taking points away from him because of the writing, not because of his performance. Because you're. Your no, biggest, no, he, he has moments in this movie where, your biggest, where he's you know being blind and no, being misogynistic, and he's <laughs> fine. Being blind, I'm like, come on, man, uh, dude. He uh, he convincingly was a blind guy, that's and that's fine. what I'm saying. Like, your biggest issues with this movie is because of the 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 writing, the what his his lines are, yeah. what the the like. There's parts that should have been taken out of the movie. That, his, none of that has anything to do with his general delivery. Half of the movie, uh, none of that has anything to do with, Al and not in a good way. No, that does have to do with Dal Pacino. Mm. Just saying, but I, I I will give him that. Like nobody else could be Al Pacino in this Al Pacino movie. <laughs> okay, one point. <laughs> okay, is it an example of his best work? No, I would say it's not. Okay, since Godfather is my like favorite movie of all time, he's fantastic in Godfather. Even though, to your point, he does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's the famous story about the studio. They tried to fire him because they thought he wasn't. Yeah, he didn't act enough. No, see, his subtlety is what brings. Uh, life to that character in in a haunting way especially towards the end when he's murdering all the other families <laughs> um is he believable as the ex-military blind crazy man who's going to commit suicide <clears throat> i think he is absolutely believable ex-military no blind guy yes there is a moment where he's doing the gun thing that i was like oh Look who practiced taking apart a gun, but like nothing about him You're says so about former former military guy to me. I, I don't know. Um, Not the, but, the hoorah. I mean, I, I am I am being hoorah. a little I'm being a little hard on him. So sure, yeah, he's convincing. Okay, and then our oh, da- David. Yeah, was he convincing <clears throat> as a blind guy? Uh, not as convincing as Ben Affleck and Daredevil, but. You're okay. Com- okay, you you can't say anything. <laughs> it's valid. Here. It's valid. It's a valid opinion. It may be wrong, but it's valid. <laughs> uh, Are you invested in his character? No, I could give I a actually fuck am. about his character. <laughs> um, I actually am, and I think a lot of people are um, invested in this character. I think this movie is is very heartwarming for a lot of people. I'm not joking. I think he's it's very heartwarming for a lot of people. I think. The way he transforms between two diff- between different emotions throughout the movie makes you invest in his character. He goes from somebody who is always on edge emotionally. He's always going from sadness to very happy to excitable to driving a car to doing all kinds of stuff that's... Now, the driving the car scene was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think you are very invested in his character all the way through. The uh, fine, whatever. David? Cool. Yep. Um, so telling up his we should make you keep score we should give you something to do done deal no we're not I'm good at that one two three and a half three and a half Frank Slade same as Driving Miss Daisy yep it's Driving Miss Daisy level three and a half fingers for Al Pacino alright where where do you want to go next Um, you want to do a bio crying game Stephen Ray as Fergus in the crying game now uh, he has an accent in this movie yeah because he's Irish. Yeah. Uh, didn't understand a word he said. <laughs> but there's a penis in this movie. A surprise penis. I, I mean, I would argue that uh, anytime I see a penis, it's a surprise. So <laughs> always a surprise penis. But uh, in this one, um, what's what's that guy's name that, that plays uh, the, um, the trans person in this movie? Um, he's, he's in... Uh, Dill? No, it's Jay... Jay, oh, it's coming to me. Al, Al, 
You mean the guy that's in Stargate? Yeah, Jay the guy David, that's in Stargate. Davidson. Jay David. Thank you, David. Yeah, no problem. I got Al? it all right in there. Oh, you were good. Right cool. There. Jay Davidson. Jay he's Davidson. The, he's the, I, I think one of the only things he ever did was uh, Stargate, which See, I think he was better in. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. No, he's, he's fantastic in The Crying Game. He's nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Lost to Gene Hackman in Unforgiven, but who was uh, also really who great. Who was <laughs> fantastic. I but think the, he should have. Jay Davidson's done, yeah, he's done this, and he's done... Um, Jay Davidson, by the way. Stargate. From Riverside, California. Is he really? Yep. Huh. Go Look that up on your IMDb go bitches. Go nine Sorry. nine. Switches. Um, he's he's a he's a tremendous actor, and I, I think that um, you know, the one, an actor that's more recent that sort of comes to mind when I think of like sort of Jay Davidson is uh, like a Timothy Chalamet. You know, where, where he's playing these these really interesting sort of um, tortured characters um, in in um, in a really powerful way for an actor that you've never seen before. You know, it just sort of comes out of nowhere. Except that Jay Davidson's career kind of disappeared after Stargate. Uh, I think Timothy Chalamet is probably going to have a, a, a much longer career, but, you know. I would actually say that uh, Jay Davidson is a little bit closer to Laverne Cox in his portrayal. Laverne Cox? Laverne Cox. You just the, wanted to say Cox? No, Laverne penis. Cox is the is the um, trans actor from Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's more similar thing, because uh, Jay Davidson broke ground in Crying Game. Crying Game was like... Very edgy for its time. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and and uh, call me by your name. Similarly, had had that like uh, call me oh. by your name does not did not put did not break as much ground no. as Crying Game back then. Oh, I mean, Crying not, Game no. was like everybody was parodying it. It was like yeah. the dark horse well, of the because or, there's of the, the like Oscars. It was the snicker in middle school. You know, reveal. No, not really. That, it was movie. it was a to make it a uh, make a joke of it. It was also know. nobody's doing transgender. That's true. Yeah. And and nowadays that's like not a taboo like it was, but not as much of a taboo, sure. Yeah. Uh, so it, especially in cinema. Well, I just got deep real quick. We should probably start rating Stephen Ray. Yeah, Stephen Fer- Ray Fergus, who, by the way, not Jay Davidson. We're rating St- <laughs> Stephen Ray. And also not going to rate Forrest Whitaker, who's who's also in this movie. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, Stephen Ray, a performance Oscar worthy. I uh, I think it was. I'll say yes. Yeah, everything about that movie is, is um, like, it's this uh, fun, not fun, but like uh, the... It's a good time with the no, IRA, right, no, Corey? The, the, no, the styling of this movie is is very much like a noir, you know, um, there's some very dated... Well, it's uh, an independent film, that's No, why I, I know, but there, there's a there's a lovely quality to the dated aspect of this movie, the lighting, the sort of, there's like purple and pink lighting that happens um, in certain scenes. And Especially like when it's like all naked and like sexy yeah. and... Um, and uh, you know, there's like smoky nightclub stuff. It's it's real noir feeling a uh, uh, movie, which I liked. You just want about to say it. noir. I do, yeah. Um, and to me, yes, I'm wearing Crocs. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I'm wearing, are you? Uh, I'm wearing gold Crocs. Just a quick question: Are you planning on gardening later? I am. Oh, okay. I was gardening before you guys came, and I'm gardening. Oh, I have to work on excusable. my perennials. You can either be making pasta, gardening, or be a toddler, and that's acceptable. Otherwise, oddly enough, I was making pasta. Gardening and I was gardening at the same yeah. time. And you have a toddler, so all right, you get a pass. I get a pass. <laughs> uh, is the Oscar worthy? Oh yeah. So I'm saying like that the movie in general because I enjoyed the sort of aesthetic of it. I dove deeper into like you know my suspension of disbelief for the characters and all that kind of stuff. So yes, Oscar worthy. Um, though I feel <sighs> like my opinion of him will be a little biased towards the fact that I enjoyed the sort of aesthetic of the movie more. Because it was indie and real stylized, you know. 
Um, I would say yes. Okay, so number yes. two, uh, David. No comment. No comment. I, yep. Okay. Okay. Would the movie be the same with a different actor? Now we're talking about Stephen Ray. We're not talking about Jay Davidson. Jay Davidson. I think Jay or Davidson Forrest is Whitaker. what made the movie. Absolutely. Forrest Whitaker is only in the movie a very short amount of time. <laughs> um, but his Stephen eyes Ray, a little I longer. Think, <laughs> I think Stephen Ray did a good job in the movie. I don't think it would be the same movie with a different actor. Uh, I mean. Yeah, I, I think it probably could have been the same. Not with without Jay Davidson is irreplaceable. I think everybody else in that in that cast could probably found find a counterpart. Uh, Forrest Whitaker uh, maybe not. Now Stephen Ray but, was a is a darling of Neil Jordan, the guy who's the director and writer. He's mm. also been in. Uh, so there would never have been a replacement for Stephen Ray. Well, no, I'm saying he was also <laughs> in Michael Collins, the other movie uh-huh. with uh, with uh, the guy that's in every movie. Who, what's his name? I'm blanking on his name. The guy that's in every movie where he's ta- in Taken and all the other movies. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, where he's got a special set of skills that he's going to use if he doesn't get his daughter back. Um, all right, so we're split on that one. It, it might just be the accents, like yeah, just put another Irish dude in there. It's the same same gravitas. Yeah, but uh, Colin Farrell was too young to play this. He was, right, yeah. he was. That's true. Uh, let's see here. An example of his best work. I don't know any of his best work. No, he was in uh, V for Vendetta, Michael Collins, Interview with a Vampire. I think he was not the an probably best no. Work. He's probably done better work since. Uh, and before, um, was he believable in the role? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I believe uh, that he was a in the Irish Republican Army, and that mm-hmm. he was falling for a best for his uh, Forrest Whitaker's girlfriend, who yeah. turns out not to be well is, is but isn't. But isn't yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That um, was very not woke of us to say that, but whatever. Y- well, <clears throat> you, you know, like his, uh, yeah, his whole like like spinning around the drain that is Jay Davidson in this movie. <laughs> Is is a uh, is quite compelling, uh, and then Although, the reveal at the end where he freaks the fuck out. I remember Jay Davidson in this being looking almost identical to Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> it's very close. Their 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 very look close. is identical. Jay Davidson is a pretty pretty woman, you know, like he's strikingly uh, no. With their look in, yeah, in yeah. the Crying Game, oh, Jay Davidson has almost and, identical yeah. haircut as Uma Thurman, and they came out within like a year of each other. These two movies, yeah, uh, two years, you know, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I wonder if one of them inspired the other's look. Might have, maybe the haircut was inspired. At least, you know, um, their acting style very different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, let's see here. Are you invested in the character? Oh, so he was. Wait, one, two, three, four. Okay, so invested in the character. Yeah, I was invested in. Yeah, in, I was in his uh, his love affair. Um, it's a compelling story. Very indie, and I think a lot of the times when you have an indie story like this, it is it ends up pulling you in where other more blockbuster films won't. Well, they can tell deeper stories about stuff that I would say not deeper, is not but more grittier. more mainstream. You know, like they, they can get into some of that stuff without a studio being like, oh, well, maybe not so much on the penis. <laughs> Could we recast him as a her? And like, what did that blows the whole fucking point of the movie? You know, like that's the way studios run. And apparently, which surprised me, you may have said this in the last episode. This movie made sixty two million dollars in the United States. That is crazy. It was a, it was a very successful independent movie. Yeah. Um <laughs> The, the crying game, I think probably because of the controversy of it, you know? And the fact that uh, Jim Carrey, you know, parodied it in Ace Ventura. I think that's <laughs> really did. why it made you so know, much money. Uh, if you remember, it wasn't it wasn't good enough to, to crack the, the top 10, but, you know, top 20 for an yeah. indie film like that, you know, to come out of a studio. Oh, I think it's a Miramax film, so. But no. Early Miramax? It wasn't Miramax. No, it's a British indie film. No, no, no I think Miramax distributed it. Oh. 
In fact, yes, I'm absolutely certain Miramax distributed it. But yeah, it wasn't like, isn't it? Yeah, it's an indie film. Mm. All right. Okay. So, tiling. Did you have any op- other opinions about Michael or Stephen Ray? Michael Ray. Stephen David, Ray. guy we've never met before. Nope. Nope. Perfect stranger. Yep. Cool. One, two, <clears throat> three, and we a half. We should call him Balky. Balky. Yeah. Perfect Stephen, strangers. Stephen Ray also received three three point five. You know what was the other guy in Perfect Strangers? The other like Larry. TV. Larry. Yeah, Larry. Okay, gotcha. Larry and Balky. Larry and Balky. I just know perfect. Strangers. I knew Balky. I didn't know Larry. Okay, so next. All right, moving on. On the. Do we want to go western? Do we want to go biopic? Let's tackle the biopic. Okay, David, which biopic would you like to go on? Uh, Chaplin or Malcolm X? Let's go with Malcolm X. That's my vote. All right, so Denzel Washington. Anything to prolong getting to Chaplin. <laughs> You're not a fan of Chaplin. Fuck Chaplin. Yeah. Agreed. Really? <laughs> yeah. I like Chaplin a lot. I can't stand Chaplin. All right. Uh, so Denzel Washington in uh, one of his uh, defining roles of Malcolm I X. I would not say that, but okay. This is one of like his, when you think of Denzel Washington's career, this is one of those roles that no, you do not. defines his career. No, you do not. No? No. You don't. I do. Okay. That's an and opinion, I sp- man. And I speak for the people, so. You actually do not. <laughs> so, especially because this movie wasn't even well-received that much by Spike Lee's fans because of the way it portrayed Malcolm X. It focused more, it focused too much on, um, I mean, like not that the, I'm... It the focused younger highly, Malcolm no, X? No, it actually focused highly on his, um, on his life with the, with the Nation of Islam. Uh-huh. Um, and some people thought they shouldn't have focused too much on that. They should focus more on his mm. speeches and the way he inspired people. It didn't yeah, focus that too much on that. Right, because him and the Nation of Islam wasn't a big part of his uh, life. It actually true. was a huge part of his yeah, life. I know. That's, but that's what I'm saying. people thought that some of the movie should have been focusing more on how he inspired people rather than his life inside of Nation of Islam. I see what you're saying. But well, that, it, that's, a, and, that's a writer-filmmaker it's also not so much Denzel Washington, but you gotta you gotta understand that when you're doing a biopic, it's the same controversy why with why people having controversy with the Queen film. Oh, the yeah, for, yeah you Queen film. Out. People have the same controversy right so, now. They they're upset because when you make a biopic, it is cementing what's what a character or a person in history people will the most the most mass massive amount of people are going to see that one film. Mm-hmm. So if you do it not incorrectly, but if you do it a way some people don't want you to. Mm-hmm. They won't have the same. They won't. Let me. How how am I gonna say this? If you do it in a way that people don't like, then you're gonna piss off half half the world is gonna be pissed off at you for doing it not the way. Sure. Not going far farther enough, far enough, and half the people are gonna not not like you for not being gentle enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean, I think that's true of most controversial figures that they make movies about. You know, but. Yeah, this is the movie they made. Well, I'm saying it's it was, and also Spike Lee made it. There was yeah. a big controversy because it was very. A lot of people said it was very Spike Lee of him. Spike Lee was in this movie, man. Just saying he was a uh, he was his, his best friend who didn't want to quite quite go all the way into the Nation of Islam stuff. Um, I I don't know. Do do you feel like his role was? Um, but that's Oscar that's Wood? criticism of the movie, not of him. Not Denzel Washington. We're talking about the yeah. That's, that's the, what I'm saying. Like his portrayal of, of Malcolm X, I thought was varied and um, deep and quite compelling. You know, I'd... all right. Well, let's get into the mm-hmm. metric. Okay. 
Uh, so Denzel Washington was the his performance of Malcolm X Oscar worthy? I say absolutely. Yes, it was Oscar worthy. Okay. Um, would the movie have been the same if another actor had portrayed Malcolm X? Now, keep I in think mind, actually, it could have been because he's portraying a character in history. Yeah, you made this a similar point about uh, Martin Selma. Luther King in Selma. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think when you're portraying somebody in history, you can make the point that somebody else could have done it. Now. Not any, not somebody didn't do it, right? So we don't know. I mean, like there are contemporary actors that I think could do it justice the way I felt Denzel Washington did, like Wesley Snipes. No, I mean, what would Wesley Snipes? He would have, he could have like drop kicked been, some people in the movie. <laughs> yeah, he could have. He would have killed all the white vampires. <laughs> it would have been a very different yeah. movie, and he probably wouldn't have been able to use X because it's too much like a cross, you know? Okay, it's not Blade. Oh yeah. All right. Um, no, yeah, like, uh, actors at the time playing, I, I think Denzel Washington was the perfect casting for, for Malcolm X at the time, but, like, now, if, like, if they were to remake this movie, I think somebody like, uh, Michael B. Jordan could be fantastic as Malcolm X. He's too buff. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, he'd have to get off the Creed, you know, uh, muscle juice, but, get off. <laughs> they, they could hide it in, you know, the way they tailored his suits and shit. <laughs> I don't think so because they would make it because that guy would have like the the tailored to his muscles suits. Yeah, he'd be like you know that's that 1960s, he'd be buff Malcolm X. Yeah. Oh, then he would be buff Malcolm X. But I think he he could bring something to uh, to Malcolm X. Yeah. But of the time, I'm I'm not sure that I can come up with another actor that could have brought Denzel Washington level. I mean, I'm hard pressed to find almost any actor that could come up to a Denzel Washington level. Performance. Yeah, I just, I just like Denzel Washington. But. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of Denzel, but. Um, I still don't think this is his best role. We'll get to that. Well, yeah. So, so you're saying that because it's a historical figure, somebody could have done their history homework and. Been yeah, a, I think that with sure. any history movie, though, I think that with anything except for the movie I just saw with uh, Chris Pine, <laughs> where he played. Um, no, this is a negative on Chris Pine. I just saw the movie on Netflix where he played like the uh, what's called um, the King of Scotland. It oh, was the, the Outlaw King. Oh, it was the worst movie ever. <laughs> and somehow they made his forehead bigger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if it looks like they shaved his head further back, back. I mean, yeah. His head is so big. It is. He does have a large skull. It's a five head. He's got this giant five yeah. head, and it's, ooh, it's huge. Chris Pine and Tyra Banks I can't get away from that head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so big. They've got giant skulls. I couldn't get away from it while I was watching the movie. That's all you could see. That's all I could see was a giant <laughs> forehead. <laughs> He gets naked completely in this movie, and all you saw was forehead. Yeah. <laughs> and I turned away at that scene anyway. Yeah. Because surprise penis. <laughs> it, you, I don't think you could see it, though. No? Every, that's the only thing anybody has talked about in this movie is, oh, Chris Pine shows his penis. He doesn't really. I mean, you see more of Jason Seagull. Seagull? 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 Jason Seagull? Seagull. Oh, and like... Uh, in uh, Forgetting Sir Marshall? Marshall. I mean, he you, shows, I mean, you he see shows everything. Yeah. yeah, And good for him, by the way. <laughs> Oh, All fun right. fact about that movie. You know that um, the original Sarah Marshall is a real actress? Like, he wrote that because he dated um, the girl from uh, Freaks and Geeks. The main girl. What the fuck is her name? Never watched Freaks and Geeks. Um, her name is uh, fucking Linda Ooh. Cardellini. Okay. Oh. oh, shit. I'm glad I pulled that one out of thin air and I wasn't given that off mic by somebody whom we've never <laughs> met before. Whew, that really taxed my brain on that yeah, one. Linda okay. Cardellini. Uh, the movie, Sarah Marshall, the real Sarah Marshall is Linda Cardellini. Apparently, she's a complete asshole in real life. Awesome. 
and uh, broke Jason Siegel's heart, and he wrote a movie about her. Fun times. Yeah. Uh, moving back to Denzel Washington. Um, is, did we decide whether the movie would be the same without him? I said, I said it would not. I, I you said, said it, would it would not. Would. No, I said it would not. Oh, uh, yes, I, I said it would. Yeah. It would be the same with a different actor. I said it would not be the same with that. So yeah. half point either way. Yes. David? Uh, just a fun fact. The Fruit of cool. Islam provided um, security for moving that Moving on to example. Hold on. Their, oh, sorry. We what? actually had something. Oh, did you have a real yeah. point? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, the Fruit of Islam um, provided security for that movie. It's pretty. Do you mean the Nation pretty, of Islam? The Fruit it, of Islam? The Fruit of Islam is the defense arm of Oh, um, Nation of Islam. Huh. Are, are you a member of Nation of Islam? Uh, n- no. Oh, fun okay. fact. Nation of Islam actually provided security for O.J. Simpson during his trial. Really? Yeah. 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 Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Cool. Right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, is this an example of some of Denzel's best work? That is a hard question to answer. Uh, and I would say no. He's done some fantastic work. Yeah, I would say no. But, you know, I would say no. Okay, so Jeff's a no. I'm, I'm a little torn on this. What are your thoughts? I'm torn as well, but I would say, yeah, it's, 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 it's an iconic role that he plays and does well. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that into consideration. Okay, this is why I'd say no. Here you go. I'm gonna give you guys this. This is the. This he's is gonna the get a half why. point either way, but this is why ahead. I'd say no because he's playing somebody else in this. Sure. Okay, he's he's doing an imp- in an impersonation. Sure. Somebody else. Or, yeah, he yeah. has iconic roles that he made himself. Mm-hmm. That Single he made tier, into, man. so that you can so you can you can think back to those roles and you go. That's Denzel Washington. You can't think of anybody else playing that role because that is him. He created that role. For himself, sure. This is just a biopic, like like the role he plays in Man on Fire. I was gonna say more like Training Day. Oh yeah, 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 Training Day, which he ends up winning the Oscar for. Which yes, I, honestly, I think Training Day is less than Malcolm X, but I think that I as far as Denzel Washington's performance goes, like the, the Training Day is a gimme Oscar. They were just like, sorry. <laughs> take, take I it agree, now. <laughs> but I agree, but but as you as you get further and further away from the movie, the the quotable factor of that movie gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Of Training Day, yeah. Oh, not Malcolm X. <laughs> no, not Malcolm X. So I just think I just think, I don't think that in the in his I don't know. All right, we're still split. Yeah, that doesn't change much. But yeah, okay. um, well, fuck off then, Dick. <laughs> was he believable as Malcolm X? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I mean I don't have really a. A basis for real comparison, other than like some random newsreel footage that I've, I've seen. I've seen a lot of stuff on Malcolm X. Yeah. I've watched a lot of his interviews at different colleges and stuff. Mm. Physically, he's much smaller than Malcolm X was, also. Sure, but but so. I mean, he's got the gestures and stuff down. Yeah, I believed I believed him in that role, but I think Malcolm more X than is... I be- than I know if I'm believing him as Malcolm X. You know what I'm saying? Like I believed him as Malcolm X in that movie. You know okay, here's like a question I, for I both of you. His journey, his arcs, his what do you think is harder? What do you think is harder to do? Be a be someone like Malcolm X, who kind of has a caricature about him because he was always in the same glasses, the sure. same suit. He always had a very similar rhythm to the way he talked. Mm-hmm. Or Remy Malik being uh, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Which do you think is harder? Uh, well, uh, did Remy Malik have to sing, or was that overdubbed? He by... actually had to go to Abbey Road Studios to prove that he could dance and sing. But did, is that him actually singing on in that movie? No, they use the actually actually they only use certain parts of him singing. The other for like the studio stuff. And <clears throat> yes, isolated no, no, vocals? most of it. Yeah, they did some of it, mm. but most of it was um, most of it's Queen because they wanted his real voice. By the way, Bohemian Rhapsody. Congratulations! They just won a Golden Globe. 
And he won a he, he, won, he won a Golden Globe for it, and um, Bohemian Rhapsody won Best uh, Drama. Yeah, go figure that. I don't know why it wasn't under musical and comedy. <laughs> you know what? It's a wacky year. Uh, there's a lot of people um, in the critic sphere that are um, really disappointed that Bohemian Rhapsody is getting a lot of awards play. Yeah, that's mo- that's mostly the movie because as a whole. Was no, not that's mostly because of the director. Them. It's mostly because of the director because the it's director probably, was no because the director was. <clears throat> when the director was fired, he has a bunch of Me Too stuff going on right now. And they said that oh, he shouldn't Brian have... Singer. Yeah, they said yeah. he shouldn't have had... Anyway, they, he wasn't they, even letting the building. They did some fantastic building. work for that movie in the, for the premiere. They remixed the entire movie hmm. for the premiere in um, so they could preview it in the, uh, like a stadium. Mm-hmm. And they took away all the reverb and made oh, it... Wow. Remixed from top to bottom everything just so that it could premiere with the kind of acoustics that you'd feel in an actual arena rather than um oh, that's cool. you know the 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 built-in reverb that they you know they put in the movie sure. combined with the room that they were pre- premiering it in they took all that away so that it would actually represent feeling like you're in a an, so you would an get arena. the natural reverb of yeah. that room yeah oh and, that's cool yeah it was all it was a, a debacle but they it was fantastic. I heard, I heard that they uh, on the DVD or Blu-ray uh, release of that movie too. It's gonna have special live features. Aid, the full yeah, live have aid. the full live aid performance. Yeah. That they wow, <clears throat> that's pretty crazy. That's cool. But which is harder? Getting the DVD for for that. Which is harder? Which is a more difficult part to play? Do you think? It's tough because they're they're very different roles, right? Yes. You know, like one has to be able to perform. Uh, well, they both do. On they're stage. both no, no, one's no, a public I mean, speaker. Like, one's a you got to convincingly look like he can play the piano and sing and have that presence. Although on I don't stage. think they had him. He never really actually played the piano. Like they never showed his fingers. Right I'm there. sure they shot uh, him playing the piano at some point. Remember all the all the shots were from the top. They didn't really actually show mm. him playing. Yeah, it's the, the fake out where they, yeah. they like block your hands with the actual piano. Yeah, most of it was a lot of hair and teeth. Yeah, a lot of hair and teeth and mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, yeah. I. I don't know. I mean. I think. Oh, yeah, they're they're both like sort of uh, human caricatures because of the way they're remembered in pop culture, you know. So there's there's some wiggle room either way. I mean, Rami Malek like nails Freddie Mercury, but I think Freddie Mercury does such a transformation over his life. Mm. Well, so does so does Denzel Washington in, in Malcolm X. He has a huge right. transformation in his life in that in that movie. He goes from being sort of like a street you know ne'er do well thug guy. To, um, you know, leading a civil rights movement. You know, he, he goes to prison, learns some shit. By the way, American on the Gangster, I think, is the best Denzel Washington movie. Just, oh, he's fantastic in that. Yeah, he's uh, really I really that. think that's the best one. But yeah. Not an Oscar-worthy one, but I think that's my favorite he's, one. He's, that's a really good movie, too, yeah. Despite Russell Crowe. Um, I like Russell Crowe in that. Yeah, he's, you know. Come on. That's Russell, better than, like, you know, Master and Commander or some yeah, shit. Yeah, but not better than Gladiator? Or what was what was that uh, that other one that he did? Um LA Confidential. No, it's <laughs> it's like that where he plays uh, Cinderella Man. Who is he in that fucking movie with? Is it James Franco? No, it's not James Franco. It's uh, I don't know. No idea what you're talking what's about. It? Ryan Gosling. He's in a movie with with uh, that guy. Where they're is in it the called 70s? Abs and Carbs. Damn it! Safe House. No, it's not Safe House. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> oh, Ryan Reynolds. What are, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is why I didn't want him to speak on mic. Damn it! This is why. Uh, <laughs> shitty ass information. Shit. He's in a movie with Ryan Gosling. Yes, Ryan Gosling and and uh, what's his face, the fat guy. What's his? What we were just talking about. Russell Crowe. 
He's fat in this movie. He's he's very overweight, husky hitman. It doesn't matter at this point. Um, All right. Uh, I, yeah, are we still on yes, Denzel Washington? Remember I, the Titan? No, not remember the Titan. That's Denzel Washington. By the way, yeah, okay. Fan, <laughs> by the you way, are, fantastic movie. Yeah, Denzel Washington, fantastic movie. Uh, Popcorn movie, sure. but great. Um, I I don't know. Like to me, playing a public figure like Malcolm X is harder to do convincingly. You don't think uh, Freddie Mercury's a public figure? It's it's hard. No, no, no. A a like to, to gain to like garner the respect when you're watching that movie. The way that keep going to garner the respect, the way that Malcolm X would have garnered respect, is a hard feat. You know, they they can shoot around a live performance of Freddie Mercury and then overdub Freddie Mercury's actual voice to get you to feel like. Did you see that movie? No. Ah, oh, that's why you don't think that. Yeah, it's it's hard. I'm in love with that movie. I've I've seen. Lots I'm really of, not. I'm just joking. Seen yeah. lots of clips. Nah, you gotta see the movie and uh, and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's a really good movie. Although I'm sure it is completely inaccurate. Queen is a bunch of assholes for for making that movie. It's absolutely <laughs> inaccurate. They have the scene in the beginning where they sell their van to get recording time. That and, never happened. And to Freddie them. Mercury has a wife and kids. No, that never happened. <laughs> they oh, they never sold their van. They had free recording time because they knew the recording. That's how they get that. Yeah, but that doesn't make for a cool movie. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't and, make him look like and there was cool no, rock there was, stars. There was no Mike Myers that came in and like told them that they were never going to be able to. That never happened to them. Mm. Their fucking albums were all hits. Fuck them. I'm sure it was an amalgamation of certain people throughout their career. Yeah, just whatever. Put it in for drama. Brian May is just trying to rewrite his own history. He might be. You know, he's uh, what's that called? Um, something Sue Mary suing his own his own. Uh, he also band needs a story. haircut. Brian May get a haircut, <laughs> dude. He never will. I know you got that big mop of hair. Just get the haircut, dude. Um, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Denzel what the hell are we talking about? Are you invested in Malcolm X's character? I say yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay, David. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. Telling up Denzel Washington score one, two, three, four fingers. Four fingers. Awesome. Oh, not. F- there we go. Sorry, my writing was terrible. All right, moving on then uh, to Robert Downey Jr. Oh, no, you wanted to save Chaplin for the end. No, we can do Robert Downey Jr. now. Get let's him, do it. Get him out. Let's do it. Let's, let's just go through him quickly then. Oscar worthy. Yes. No. Okay. Would it be the <laughs> same with a different actor? No. I mean, yes. Oh, I was about yes. to agree with you. Yeah, you're right. You could put, you know why? Because you could put I, Johnny Depp in that movie. You could have put oh, River yeah, Phoenix you, in that movie. You could have put Joaquin Phoenix in that movie. Early. You could put Joaquin Phoenix no, in that movie. Joaquin Phoenix. You could put Shia LaBeouf in that movie. Well, he was like probably. four, but you could put that him in that movie. Probably now, Shia LaBeouf would make a decent Chaplin. Yeah, but yeah, I was I was on the fence. Until you could you put said Val Depp. Kilmer in there. No, not you could have put Tom Cruise. No, you could put anybody in that movie. No, a Johnny Depp. I could see playing Chaplin well because he's the same as Benny and June. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Love that movie. Love All it. right, so this movie sucks. Mm, begrudgingly, <laughs> no points. <laughs> I like Robert Downey Jr. in this movie. I liked Robert Downey Jr. I'd hate him in this movie. I loved the I the like old movie aspect of, as a like movie fan, like a movie. I love Chaplin. Fan. I don't like this movie. That's yeah, fine. Cats Meow, by the way, a Chaplin story about how um, there was a murder on on uh, what's that? Uh, who's that big paper guy from the 1920s? Hearst. Hearst. Mm. How there was a murder on the on a boat that Hearst owned. Oh, it was a great movie. Okay, but those kind of stories around Chaplin are great. This story is terrible. I mean, it's the story of his life, so... Yeah, uh, it's terrible. It's not that terrible. Um, 
All right. So is this an example of Robert Downey Jr.'s best work? No. I would also say no, no. although it's really good. Okay, but it's just not, I don't you think know, it's, 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 it's really not an example of the best really work. It's really good, but he's done some really, really good stuff. I mean, this, yeah, hello, this isn't beating weird less than science. Zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Opposite ends of the spectrum exactly. there. Weird you science cannot, and if, less than zero. <laughs> dude, weird science. If he can't be Ian, I think his name is Ian in there. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so begrudgingly, no. Um, was he believable as Chaplin? I think absolutely. I'll give him that. David? Did you believe I, him as Charlie Chaplin? I've actually never seen the movie. Really? Well, fuck yeah. that then. Okay. Damn it. Not going back to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, and were you invested in Chaplin's character? No. Because I could care less. Really? Yeah, I could All really right, care So less. we're split on that as well. All right, so tallying up Robert Downey Jr.'s score for Chaplin, he gets... <laughs> one, two fucking fingers as a travesty two fingers he's much better than two fingers <clears throat> all right moving on to clint eastwood as will money the William. notorious outlaw notorious outlaw will <clears throat> now there is a weirdness to this there is something that i have to because i love this movie sure this is a very good movie it's one of my favorite uh uh my favorite westerns mm-hmm there's a very weird timeline issue with this movie about the age of his wife mm. and his age. If you go back and watch the movie, yeah. everybody should go back and watch the movie and see how old his wife is supposed to be and what age she dies at and how old he is. He's old as fuck, but his wife's supposed to be like 25 or something when she dies. That would yeah. make him like 70 when they, <laughs> when they got... Yeah. You know, it's that whole like older actor, younger ingenue they gotta they gotta play the two together because that's the way hollywood needs it no but she's not even in the movie it just she dies no, and like just the essence of like oh old man can still get that young tail like we need to sell that idea over and over again especially in clint eastwood movies, i only noticed it i only noticed it like the last time i watched it and i was like wait she would have had to be like either he was really really old or she was really really young when they got married i mean it it's possible because they show their age, her age on the tombstone, uh-huh. and it just doesn't match up. But whatever. Sure. Um, Otherwise, it's a perfect movie. <laughs> perfect. It's real dated. It's not dated. It's super dated. I, I literally just watched this movie. It's great. It's yeah, not dated. it's a. Uh, it's got like the cinematography is dated. Uh, the the era that it depicts, you know, whatever. Like just, yeah, the old west. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying because it's a period piece, like that part of it isn't like dated. Like there, it's not like a bunch of cowboys with mullets. Like that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying like the the general cinematography now, of it. Now, young guns um, dated. Yeah, because that's cowboys with mullets. <laughs> <laughs> cowboys with mullet, mullets riding to Bon Jovi. Yeah, that's dated. <laughs> um. So Clint Eastwood is it Oscar worthy performance? Uh, I would say yes because this is the best movie that he's done where he's actually acted. I I well we're gonna get to that yeah like this is the best I think Clint Eastwood had been up until that point in his career absolutely <clears throat> yeah and uh but I think this movie is really good because of the people that surround him specifically Richard Harris oh Richard Harris not Gene Hackman no Gene Hackman makes the movie Richard mm. Harris makes it better got you. Okay. okay. Richard Harris, he plays English Bob. The whole the whole storyline of English Bob is great. Yeah, I mean this is this is a, a movie that's that's gritty. What what was the original title for this? Uh originally the 
title was supposed to be The Cut Whore Killings. Cut Whore Killings. Now, if that doesn't scream like, yo, this is going to be a gritty Western. <laughs> well, the problem was is that nobody, when it had that original title, uh, nobody would make it. Yeah, so, including Clint um, Eastwood. Yeah, so the movie was reworked and, and changed. The title was changed. Uh, originally, it was changed to the William Money Killings. That still didn't have the right ring to it. And right. then eventually, they, they uh, settled on One the Unforgiven. One of the best titles of any movie ever. Unforgiven is yeah. like, yeah, fuck, that's going to be a cool movie. Yeah, and it, it's a, it was a really good movie, his, his uh, directorial, directorial debut. Yeah, um, this, is, uh, this is where Clint Eastwood kind of, you know, he starts to become Clint Eastwood for me when he starts directing himself, you know. He's not sort of, you know, restricted by, the way, by somebody else telling him how to do. What Clint he needs Eastwood to do. was given this script in the early '80s. Yeah, well, but until they changed. The, yeah, the so name, I mean, it, it was it was a long time coming when he actually did sure. actually filmed the movie. And he had a lot of time to sit with the the role and sit with the movie and and all of that. Well, stuff I mean, the, the role isn't too far outside his wheelhouse. No, you know what I'm saying. But Clint Eastwood, yeah, Clint Eastwood <laughs> is is sort of one or two notes. You know, there there's a there's like you know hard ass Clint Eastwood, and then there's like hard ass with a soft side Clint Eastwood you know so there's not too much difference between the two roles but he does it he does it really well well you know he's some, you some know. guys are you know I could say the same thing about De Niro or sure. Joe Pesci or, or Al Pacino Al Pacino <laughs> <laughs> tits hoo-ha um, alright so is this role Oscar you're gonna get hate mail from military tits. guys that are saying hoo-ha. you're saying hoo-ha that's what it sounds like he's not <laughs> does he say hoorah I think it's hoorah I don't think no he hoo because it's just an affectation. It's not like a military uh, thing. It is a military thing. Really? Yeah, it's a, it's a well, marine military thing. Then they should be mad at him for not saying it correctly. Because he says, Hoo-ah. I think it's oorah. Or no, because he does it like when somebody zings, zings him, like when uh, Bradley Whitford like, cuts, cuts into him. He's doing that sarcastically, goes, though. Oh, ooh-ah. Okay, like, anyway, moving on. Um, I, I thought it was just a tick. <laughs> <laughs> you thought he had Tourette's? Yeah, I don't know. It was, a, it was a character choice. Clint Eastwood, though, uh, is it Oscar worthy? Uh, yes, I would say so. Especially, you know, like I said, he, he sort of comes into his own. He's, he directs the film. He starts. He's a star of the film. Um, and holds it down, and you wouldn't notice that he would have been distracted throughout the entire thing. You know, like he really had a handle on what was going on. So yes, Oscar worthy. Uh, would the movie have been the same with a different actor? I don't think it would have. You can't have anybody else play that character. All the other guys that would have played that character are in this movie. I know. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> like all the yeah, like you. But you could probably revolving door their parts, and it would have been. fine. I mean, wait, hold on. <laughs> Honestly, you could definitely have. Gene Hackman uh, could have played that part. It would have no, been fine. No, you can have Gene Hackman. You could have had. You have to have somebody that's from that era. You could you you would have had to have somebody that was James from Woods? the same. No, you'd have had to have same. No, no, you have to have some guy from the old days playing that part. A guy that was in, um, like, one of those old spaghetti westerns. Somebody has to play that part because though he brings to that part the feeling of like a guy who has been down on his luck or was an old school murderer yeah. and just is trying to hide from everybody. It's that Jeff Bridges steez, man. No, not Jeff Bridges. Yeah, he would have he would have brought a cool no. Jeff Bridges isn't that kind of guy I'm talking about. You could do Sam Elliott. <laughs> yeah, well of course, Sam Elliott in any western. Uh maybe like Lee Van Cleef if he was still alive. Lee Van Cleef was in every one of those spaghetti westerns. Oh, okay. Spaghetti western people. I, now I the you. movie wouldn't have been as good, but no. um 
the, that those are the guys that were in all those old movies. They were the guys that played those parts. You could have uh, who's the guy who was in that Mel Gibson movie where he played. Um, ah, <clears throat> uh, he's like Gary Sinise. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was in that uh, movie Payback with Mel Gibson. He uh, has white hair now. He's like, um, wait, I'll just say Chris Christopherson. He could have some guy like that. I'm not a big fan of Chris John Voight. John right, Voight. John, I'll give you John Voight, but um, but I still think that Clint Eastwood. After all that, Clint Eastwood's probably the only guy. All right, let's let's give it to him. Uh, an example of Clint Eastwood's best work. Um, I would yeah. say that this is the beginning of his best work. I still think it's the best work. All right, so we got him. All right, um, was he believable in the role? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm compelled. Every time I watch this movie, <laughs> William Money, I want to see more of William Money. You know. And that's why there's a remake happening, probably. Is there? I think so, yeah. yeah you know. Um, let's yes. see here. Were you invested yes. in his character? Yes. Hmm. David, guy we've never David, met before, David, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. You were invested yeah, in his character? thousand percent. All right, well, I guess I can't argue with that. Uh, tallying up Clint Eastwood's score, he gets one, two, three, four, five. Holy shit, Perfect he got five score fingers. For Clint Eastwood. Wow. Things are looking up for Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to our alternates uh, for the interest of time. Just to shake let's, some shit up. Let's, um, let's go through these a uh, little quicker just to, just to get, get through them. <sighs> Starting with Daniel Day Lewis as uh, Nathaniel Hawkeye Poe. In now, this Last is a Mohicans. great movie. This is ne- good movie. Last Mohicans. Good movie. Yeah. All except for the fact that he's wet. Through the whole movie. The entire movie. The entire yeah. movie, he some for some reason, is wet. That was his method, man. <laughs> Not, I think he probably walked around the set oh, wet for yeah, like he just six weeks. Dumping, he probably hired an assistant to just dump, dump the water, water on him the entire time. They're like, he's like, but you're at the you're at the catering table. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and he was always, always in character, you know. Um, call me Hawkeye, you know, all that kind of shit. <laughs> um, so Oscar worthy for Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. I... Honestly, I don't think Daniel Day-Lewis has a role where he's not Oscar worthy. <laughs> I think, but this movie, except for I the love. Phantom Thread, people love the Phantom Thread. That is a shit movie. It's fucking pointless. <laughs> I will okay. go. Out, I will get the mean tweets. I don't give a shit. There was no okay. point to Bring that it fucking back in. movie. Bring oh, it back sorry. in. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, remember your breathing. All right. Okay. So this movie, I think, is Oscar worthy. Yes. Also, it's got a soundtrack, by the way, that reminds me of Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack, and it's great. Well, that actually is Pirates. Yeah, I was singing the Pirates of the Caribbean, but the but the one from this, just check out because it is great. Okay, it's very soothing. Would the movie be the same with another actor? No, you can't replace Daniel Day Lewis. Yes, come on. No, you can't. You totally can. No, not in this movie. You can't. The guy wouldn't have been as wet. <laughs> That's true. He wouldn't. Yeah, another actor wouldn't have wouldn't have uh, you know hired an, uh, an assistant to keep him in character. Exactly. A wet, wet character. Wet character. He's a it was a very moist portrayal. You <laughs> could just, have at that, that just time affected like a bunch of people. No, at that time right the same type the of moist. Movie, the same type of <laughs> cringes. <laughs> the same type of movie you could have like it would have like some guy like Kevin Costner and he would walk through the role. So dances with wolves. Yes. <laughs> Because honestly, all the same people that are in this movie are also in Dance with Wolves. This, all well, the people that play of, yeah. the native, like Americans. Typecast, man. You know, you you play a, a good Native American once, and the villain in this movie is the villain in Dance know, with Wolves. I know. I'm just saying, you get typecast in Hollywood. Uh, at least they weren't casting uh, Jewish people to play Native Americans by this time in, in Hollywood, because that used to be the thing. 
which seems terrible. And they used to mock that in cartoons, and oh, it was yeah. even more racist. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly racist. Like in Peter Pan. Have you ever watched Peter Pan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so I, I, don't, I don't think there's... I don't think this is a bad example of his best work. This is... Well, no, no. We're, we're still on Replace Him. Oh, Jesus, man. It, it's it's hard. Okay, all right, fine. Yeah, no. I'm just joking. Don't don't replace it. Fine. <laughs> I'm just Moving joking. on. He gets he gets the finger. <laughs> I spent like six hours on trying to find a, a replacement for Clint Eastwood. I just I just gave Daniel Day-Lewis the finger for this. It's fine. Uh, as an example of his best work, no. Well, he didn't get nominated for it, and and we all know that Gangs of New York is his best work. No, God yes! no. Bill the oh, Butcher, dear. so good. God, wait, 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 wait. No. The movie is not his best work. His <laughs> character in I that guess. movie is his best work. Bill the Butcher, so good. All right. Well, yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm gonna go watch that after we're done with this. By the as way, as far as Daniel Day Lewis roles go, this is um, one that I I go. Oh, that's right. Daniel Day Lewis was in Last of the Mohicans. You know, like I, I have to be reminded mm-hmm. about this Think movie. About it. This is a more Lincoln, f- forgettable. Bill the Butcher, guy from Last of the Mohicans. <laughs> Which would you rather watch? Come on, tell me. Be honest. Uh, Come on. Yeah, the Gangs of New York. Day, day. But yeah, I would, yeah, I, would yeah. I would hate watch Agreed. it because of the shitty Irish accents from Leonardo DiCaprio and Cameron Diaz. But he but they oh. they solved that by having him come up and say, "Oh, I've lost a lot of my accent being in an orphanage." Sure, See, they fixed yeah. it all. Yeah, that that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so not not his best work. <clears throat> uh, it was he believable in this role? Yeah, I do think he was believable in the role. I mean, you know, put him in a blue cat suit and it's Avatar, but better, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> he, he, he was not. He, he would have made enough, Avatar. Ma- he was a not one of the Mohicans. Just so you know. No, he's not the last of them either. No, mm. the last I think jumped off a jumped off something, and because his yeah. Anyway, um, are you invested in his character? Yeah, David. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll go with that. I I don't remember the movie enough. Well, then why? Answering you, to son remember of a bitch. if I was invested fully, I remember it enough. <laughs> I'm just kidding. To to play this game, as far as whether or not I was invested in it, it's been a while since I've seen this movie. I think in the uh, the lead girl character was like Mary Stewart or Mary Steenberg, some one of those Mary people. Madeline Stowe. Madeline Stowe. See, I knew it was simple. <laughs> something like Mary that. Stewart, Madeline Stowe. Come on, they're similar. <laughs> All right. So tallying up his score, one, two, three, four. Okay. Moving on to Michael Douglas and Basic Instinct as Detective Nick Curran. <laughs> I don't even know why we... I would have rather gone with Passenger 57 than him. I don't know why we did, but yes. Michael Douglas? Yeah. Passenger 57? Yeah. I don't think... Okay, let's go. Oscar worthy? Um, like I said, he's he got to see Sharon Stone Snatch and still acted perfectly through those <laughs> scenes. Um, I actually don't think he... I would have fallen apart, man. I don't think this is Oscar worthy. <laughs> no? Okay. No. Split. Yeah, or David? I, everything Michael Douglas does is Oscar worthy. I, I love I'm, that guy. I'm a fan I of love that guy. Yeah. Mm. Um, would the movie have been the same with another actor? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can yeah. put Kurt Russell in there. Yeah, we're in the same movie. Yeah. There's there's a lot of actors that could have done this. Um, although this is like pinnacle of Michael. I mean, like Richard Gere could have could have been this guy. Oh man, Richard Gere would have been perfect in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. Is it an example of Michael Douglas's best work? I don't know. Would you think it would be better with this movie, or would it be better with Fatal Attraction? Both Michael Douglas. Yeah, that's tough. Both crazy women. Yeah, that's, that's tough. Um, I mean, I think that this is this is the level that Michael Douglas gets to. I don't know. Come yeah. on. I, no. I, I think he's he's an incredibly consistent actor. 
So it's kind of hard to judge, like, is this his best work when, like, everything he does is sort of at this level, you know? I, I think you're, ca- you're you're kind of cutting him off of the knees a little bit. Oh, because you, know, you don't feel like this is, is some of his best work? I'm saying it's good. I'm I think he's done a lot of good stuff. Yeah, he's he, he's done a, he's got a okay, great Falling great Down. Falling Love Down it. was a great movie. That is movie. one of my favorite movies. It's a really no good question. movie. I like his acting in that man. He's great. Totally. All right, maybe maybe that that would be best work. The ge- wait, you love the game. Yeah, the game. I love and the I think game. He's he's as he's as good. How can you put Basic Instinct above the game? I'm not saying above. I'm saying he's always kind of at that level where Dude, you're like Wall Street. Yo, everyone yeah. knows all of <laughs> yeah. the eighties was I know. defined I, I'm by saying, Gordon I'm Gecko. That Michael Douglas hits hits this this speed as an actor and can consistently stay there. Oh, the perfect for, murder! For every role, the remake yeah. of Dial M for Murder, which was the perfect murder. It's a good movie. Th- there aren't a lot of Michael Douglas roles where I come come away going disclosure. Eh. This, this, you're proving my point. Yes, <laughs> he's so consistent that it's hard to say that this is his best. You know, falling the down. American though, falling Pratt- down is, is president. The American president. Same level. It's just it's it's here. <laughs> he's such a consistent actor. So it sounds like a point. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying that this is not the be- an example of his best work. Okay, so we're split. Um, was he believable as the detective? Yeah. Detective Nick, as I like to call him. <laughs> yeah, so he was believable in the role. I agree, because he's believable in every role. Uh, are you invested in his character? Yeah, I think so. Yep. You're invested in the end when uh, his, his girlfriend, when the when the... It ends with the camera panning down and his girlfriend is laying on the bed and you see an ice pick in her hand and you're like, oh, oh shit. Oh, fuck. Maybe it wasn't Sharon Stone the whole time. Oh, Maybe it was his fuck. girlfriend. Yeah. Fuck. Maybe she was just a good novelist. Yeah, it was crazy. So, yeah. Uh, I agree. David? Yep, agreed. You playing with a computer over there? I nope. believe we heard that, that sound. Was, that was Al, not me. Okay. Fucking Al. All right, tallying up Michael Douglas' score. One, two... Three. Okay. I think he's a better actor than three, but you know, that's fine. Uh, Last hope here Wesley Snipes in In Passenger 57? No! (laughs) We talked about it. White man can't jump. Okay. I'm I'm betting on him because you always bet on black. You do. That's right. (laughs) Again, wrong movie. That's a line directly from Passenger 57. Come on. I know, but we're talking about white man can't jump. Different movie. Um, this is one of those movies where uh, I saw it a lot as a kid because it was on TV. Yep. You and watched this movie? Your parents let you watch this movie? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I saw it a lot on on like KTLA or like, you know, like uh, that's uh, like Channel 5 or whatever. This movie suffers from one area. Hmm. Uh, is it Rosie Perez? I love her in this movie. Aww. Oh, yeah, because... In the end, when he gets her onto Jeopardy and she wins all the prizes in Jeopardy, she's really good yeah. at Jeopardy. Did you that's, not see the beginning of yeah. the movie where she's really good at Jeopardy? That, that's the stupidest part of this movie. All right, it's a little thin, but <laughs> Wesley Snipes and um, who's the white dude? Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yes. Harrelson. How dare you? I had it a second ago, then I lost it. So Woody Harrelson. Um, they have really good, like, sort of chemistry in this movie. Yeah. Um, there are cons that they run on, against on the each basket. other. Yeah, against each other, with each other. Like, it's good. It's a good movie. And I watched this a lot as a kid. And this was like the grittiest fucking film I had seen when I was ten. <laughs> yeah, I like this movie a lot. Um, I don't know if it's Oscar worthy, but so I like it, it. It holds a lot of like a nostalgia as being one of those first movies where I saw like a movie, and it wasn't just like you know the Superman or you know movies that my parents would take me to. You know, this was like the first time I saw like 
a movie that was like a real movie, you know, and wow. uh, it, it, it holds a, like a nostalgic place in my heart. So I'm sure that I'm going to be like coloring my commentary here <laughs> a little bit towards that. But uh, was it Oscar worthy? Fuck yeah. Love this movie. <laughs> Best thing Wesley Snipes has ever done. Fair. It's absolutely not the best thing. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But is it Oscar okay. worthy? Is it Oscar worthy? I think it's not. Okay, no. He is not Oscar worthy in this movie. He's done other things that could be considered Oscar worthy. Mm-hmm. Like Blade. <laughs> or his role in Passenger 57, apparently. <clears throat> not as good. I'm just putting that out there. Always bet on black. Um, would the movie have been the same with not Wesley Snipes? I don't think so. I agree. No, Wesley Snipes was perfectly cast in this movie. Yeah, I think you need him. All right. Um, is it an example of Wesley Snipes' best work? I say Absolutely yes. Absolutely not. He's done some uh, trash movies. He tries so hard to be good in them, but his... He actually is his, good in them. His trying 100% in a I shitty movie... Movies, so... Like, just... It doesn't quite ever get there because the writing is terrible, the supporting no, cast is terrible. You know, uh, like, first of all, he was in Major League. Major League was a great movie. Major League is fun, but it's not better than... Fucking white men can't jump. Absolutely better than white men can't jump. Not wow. Charlie Sheen is best. Oh wow, that's all. What is is a better? You only go to him. What is (laughs) it? He's he's the voice of reason here. Better movie: Major League or uh, White Man Can't Jump? White Man Can't Jump. There you go, Jeff. It's science. Sorry, doesn't matter. I win because (laughs) his opinion is science. (laughs) We don't know David, so fuck that. Um. Okay, so. And also, it's, Rising Sun with that's, Sean Connery. That's, that's really good. Fan, yeah, that's fantastic really good. movie. You're so right. No, you're right. F you all. Um, but I, I, I think that White Man Can Jump is an example of his best work. I don't. So okay, half point. So he gets a half finger. Uh, is he believable as a basketball playing is. hustler? I think he's absolutely believable in the role. Cool. I agree. And uh, were you invested in his character? Yes. Cool. All right. <clears throat> The character I'm less invested in is uh, is Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson is, is yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is Woody Harrelson finding his legs as an actor. He doesn't yeah. really hit his stride until much later. Mm, True Detective. <laughs> well, no, he had hit his stride by the time True Detective comes out. But no. like, yeah, Woody Harrelson. This is him coming off of Cheers and like going out. Like Natural Born Killers is about to come after this movie. I think. Does it came out after it? I think it came out after. Yeah, okay. a couple years later, um, or maybe the next year, or maybe they were filmed at the same time. I I don't know, but like. This is him getting out of playing this sort of lovable dummy in, in Cheers. And you can see the promise of Woody Harrelson's career in this movie, but there is better stuff to come. Absolutely. All right. Tallying up Wesley Snipes' score. One, two, three. Four. Ooh, a good score for Wesley Snipes. He got a four. All right. There's so, no way no. he beat out. Uh... I'm just saying. He's better than Al Pacino, according to our scientific That is metric. not possible. I call rigged. All right. Let's, let's go through our... Our uh, our scores here coming in at last. Let's see how many people do we have? Five, six, seven, eight. So Robert Downey Jr. comes Robert in last Downey with Jr. Chaplin. Two points for Two Robert points. Downey Jr. Uh, next lowest would be Michael Douglas in Basic Instinct. Mm, Michael with Douglas three points. Uh, tied for fifth at this point is uh, Stephen Ray for uh, The Crying Game and Al Pacino, both uh, receiving three and a half fingers. Okay. And then we have a tie for third at this point uh, between Wesley Snipes, Daniel Day Lewis, and Denzel Washington. Do we have that many people? Oh, uh, that would be two. The tie for <laughs> second. That <laughs> so looks like every second. I'm like, there's no way there's many people. I didn't realize it was three people until yeah. You're I fired, got to Corey. Denzel. Sorry. I'm really bad at this. 
Um, I, yeah, I should not be on a podcast. Uh, so I was actually saying about scoring. But, oh, you know. sorry. Yeah, no, I, I quit. But you sorry, went guys. further on. You, <laughs> you went further than that. Whatever. I'll, I'll see you, you know, whatever, whenever I see you. I'm done with podcasting. And we're back! Um, Denzel Washington, Daniel Day-Lewis, and Wesley Snipes with four points apiece, and um, our clear-cut winner with a rare acting perfect score, Mr. Clint Eastwood. Mr. Clint Eastwood. Boo. As Will Money. Damn. Billy Money. Did you say boo? Yeah, I did. Well, you know what? You, weren't in, you were yeah. barely invited here, so. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I won well, my, technically, he wasn't invited. He I just won stuck my around. Way here. Yeah, he, he, he won. <laughs> he showed up. We're never allowing anybody else to come here if they win something. I don't care if it saved us on postage. <laughs> sending that t-shirt no one else is allowed to sit in here <laughs> well david thank you for coming and joining us on these yeah is there anything you'd like podcasts. to plug uh nope nothing cool Just, nothing i wish i could vote down clint eastwood's win but mm. can you can yeah. you can you know what you can cut him down a half a finger oh yeah yeah he still wins though <laughs> <laughs> that's uh <laughs> That's the uh, that's the decision that uh, that's been made. It's a scientific thing that we've done here today. Clint Eastwood deserved the Oscar in 1993, so go ahead and rip it from Al Pacino's blind, cold hands, and walk it over to Clint Eastwood's <laughs> cubicle there at the Academy uh, offices, and give him the Oscar. Change the uh, Wikipedia pages, all of that jazz, and uh, you know, in- enjoy uh, Unforgiven. If you haven't seen Unforgiven, please go out and see Unforgiven. Absolutely, go see Unforgiven. It is a fantastic movie. Don't listen to what they're saying in here. It is a great movie. One of my favorite, honestly, one of my favorite movies. I like westerns though. I so. love westerns too. It's it's really good. It is not better than Godless <laughs> on Netflix. Like I said, there's a dated element to, to this movie that that um, I don't think it's dated. I really don't. A, it's 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 the look of it. It feels it feels a little dated. Um, but the rest of it is is really nice. Really nice performances from all all the cast. You but specifically, see it for Clint Eastwood, he's perfect in it. Um, thank you, David, for sitting in. Thank I, you for I hope me. you enjoy your your random shirt. Um, you know, thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for taking part in our uh, our Twitter game again. If you'd like to play along with us on Twitter, occasionally we'll we'll put out some of these contests. Uh, it's at Switch Envelope, or you can hit us up on our Instagram at Switch the Envelope. Obviously, you can go to switchtheenvelope.com for all of your podcasting needs. Yep. And, uh, Jeff, there's only one thing left to do. There is only one thing left to do, and that is to dedicate our podcast. We are going to dedicate our podcast to the star of the tooth... Or, ha-ha! Ah! We are going to dedicate our podcast to the star of the 1993 movie Tombstone. Oh. The actor who played Virgil... Earp. Earp. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The actor who played Virgil Earp. We're going to dedicate this podcast to our favorite... Sam Elliott. Thank you, Sam Elliott, and your mustache. Glorious mustache. And your glorious mustache. Yeah, he is the man. Movie. He is the myth. He's the mustache. The mustache yeah. All right. Thank All right. You. I think that was the, yeah. the music should be rolling right now. Yeah, we should be being played out like we're at an award show. Yeah. Fun times. And at the award show at uh, Golden Globes, he, Sam Elliott was there like the whole time. He did. Yeah. He did the whole uh, dedication, the Cecil B. DeMille award. Yeah, for, for um, what's his face? The dude. I don't know why we're still talking. We should be rolled out. They, he, he redid that. Um, he redid the narration for um, the Big Lebowski. They actually put some for, of the Big Lebowski into it. They did, but he re-recorded it so yeah, that it would be about um, Jeff Bridges', Jeff Bridges yeah. life. Yeah. It was really cool. I'm going to leave this shit in. Yeah. Totally leave this shit in. All right, cool. Uh, please get out of our garage. You guys end this, this podcast the same way you end every conversation in your life. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> ah. <laughs>